0: Bank. We take banking personally. Here's your host, Michael Sevier, on 1620 The Zone. Under center is McCarthy. That's the back. He gets the handoff. Oh, McCarthy fakes the handoff. Rolling, throwing, pass caught. Ronnie Bell. First down. Slips a tackle. Twenty. Fifteen. Ten. Still on his feet. Five. Fumbles the ball into the end zone, and it is knocked toward the back of the end zone. There's a pile up. If Nebraska recovers, they'll get the ball to 20. If Michigan recovers, it should be a touchdown. How did that stay in the end zone? If it goes out of the back of the end zone, it's, it's a touchback. Touch and they're going to say,
1: I think Michigan landed on it. Yeah. So what else is new?
0: Welcome back. to so reaction here on 1620, the zone. There's so many parts to that play. So many parts. I mean, if you've followed Ronnie Bell at all his time there at Michigan, and, you know, it's a guy who's been injured a little bit and, but an amazing athlete. And to see what he does to not go out of bounds initially, it was almost like a hockey slide stop, the way he managed to stop without going out of bounds, which shocked me. And then Nebraska didn't obviously do a great job tackling, but making guys miss then fumbling into the end zone, that's like the third part of the play. And then the ball rolling to where it rolled, I thought it touched – It's. I think it's obvious. If you watch the replay, the ball touched the back line before – It was in possession of anyone, so it should have been a touchback. Nebraska's ball to 20, but they blew that. They missed the call. Um, I don't know how because on two different replays, you can see it pretty clearly. Anyway, the crazy part about that is is that McCarthy gets the touchdown pass. He threw the ball, yes. The guy he threw it to did not score the touchdown, but it is a no-yard touchdown for the wide receiver, number one, who grabbed it. Bell gets the yards, and the touchdown goes to the quarterback. I just thought that was I'm, – I'm, I'm kind of a, a statiner, and I, I was like, well, did he get a touchdown for that? And he, uh, he did. McCarthy got a touchdown for that, which is very weird, but just a weird play. And another example of, at times, I'm not blaming the referees that – I'm not saying the referees are against Nebraska, but there are times where obvious stuff happens where you go, why wouldn't you call that correctly? I don't get it. Are you going to say something, Chance?
1: Oh, I was going to uh, read some comments oh, okay. off of the, uh, our, our stream. Yes, sir. Uh, Brandon M. been waiting all morning for the show. Now to head outside to feed the livestock with y'all in my pocket. Feed the livestock? Uh, what is that like at this time of morning when it's as cold as it is? That well, can't be good. That's funny because Dion has to say, hey, Brandon, it's a beautiful morning to be outside on the farm. No, it's not. Uh Rock says this job. Rock Westfall says this job requires an experienced heavy lifter. Leipold Campbell stoops a rule if he is motivated. And then Dion also says, "I'm so dejected anymore, and the coaching search is taking what seems like a decade." I'm having giving having <laughs> trouble giving a. We can't say that on the radio.
0: Yeah, it, it has taken a while, but we knew that. We knew it was going to take a while. We knew that. I I thought all along. They would not make a hire. Trev would not announce a hire, I should say, not make a hire. Announce a hire until after the Iowa game. That's what I always thought. Um, One, if he's hiring someone who's a coach already presently, which I think is the case, then obviously he'd have to wait. Even if he's hiring Matt Rule, who's not coaching right now, Matt Rule is getting offers, I'm sure, from a lot of other places, including Auburn. So he's going to want to weigh his options. And you want to allow Mickey and the team to do everything they can this season. Right? So you could still wait. It's not going to hurt you to hire Matt Rule if you're hiring him this Saturday after Black Friday. Um, I don't think there's anybody that you're hiring that you'd have to announce early. So I always thought that. So just wait or just wait. Just be patient. Um, just I know it's hard, but be patient. Going back to the recruiting question that Val had and talking about what it's going to take for nebraska to get back to some of the talent that they've had in the past. And if you don't if you don't believe nebraska's been talented outside of that run from hell, go back to like 1980 through you know 2000 2001, right? Just take that window. And we all know there's a lot of draft picks, a lot of talent, a lot of really quality players. But let's just talk about modern day, like now. Go 09 through 2014 and watch some of those games over and see all the talent on the field. And the way a lot of those guys got to Nebraska were two ways. One, evaluation, really good evaluation by the Nebraska staff, finding guys that fit the system, finding guys who could develop in the system, and most importantly, finding guys who wanted to be in the system. Those three things. You combine that with luck. Evaluation and luck. Great example. Dominican Sioux. Evaluation's pretty easy, although a lot of people wanted to make a and Sue an offensive tackle. Matter of fact, there were a couple of prominent recruiting people who said he could be a Hall of Fame offensive tackle. And Dominican Sioux wanted two things. He wanted to play on defense and wanted to major in engineering. That's why he ended up at Nebraska. So yes, that's evaluation, but it's also a little bit of luck. The last great running back at Nebraska is probably Amir Abdullah. Everybody was offering Amir Abdullah the opportunity to play in the secondary, to play defense. Nebraska evaluated him. They fit in the system. And what did he do? They put him on offense where he wanted to be. That's evaluation and a little bit of luck. The last first-round pick for Nebraska is Prince of The guy was a running back out of Arizona. He comes here the first year he's here under Bill Callahan. He's a running back. Bo says, let's move him the corner. In Bo's system, physical, out there, man to man, well, they, they play a lot of matchup zone, but for those corners, very physical man to man, it was perfect for him. And what happens? He ends up having a what 12, 13 year career and being a first round pick. Evaluation, yes. Luck as well. So that's the common when Nebraska is where they are, not around a whole lot of five star players. Um, matter of fact, I believe the numbers from from rivals or on three was, this class that's coming up. It's the shortest distance from campus in terms of the overall recruiting, which is one good because it shows you that talent in the state and the surrounding areas have been pretty good, less than 500 miles, by the way. But it also scares you a little bit because some of the best talent Nebraska's had, especially in terms of recent talent, has been outside of that. So it's... it's <laughs> But and Twix, right? Yes, it's great you're getting some local talent, but at the same time, you got to go out and you got to find guys that are going to be, that you can get here, that want to be here, that sometimes take a little bit of luck to get here. And so that's kind of the combination. And and, And it's not just those three guys I named. You can go down the road of some, look at Kenny Bell, one of the best wide receivers Nebraska's had in the program. Colorado didn't recruit him. They didn't even offer him, maybe to the end, but they didn't offer him. So the next closest place, in terms of a football place, he wanted to go to a school that loved football, was Nebraska. So yes, you evaluate his talent, but it's a little bit of luck because Colorado didn't want him, even though he grew up there. It's going to be a combination of things, but the number one thing is coaches, assistant coaches, assistants to assistants, scouts, whomever else, it's evaluating the guy based on how good he is, will he fit in your system, and does he want to be here? Those three things, if you find that in a player, and they're not easy to find, then you're going to have success with that player. They're going to develop into the player you want. A good example is Malcolm Herzog, Hartzog. Undersized. A lot of people, a lot of schools didn't want him. Even though he was as good as he was in Mississippi, he was small. So Nebraska gets him. Big Heart wants to play here, is talented, and now he's your starter as a freshman a little bit of luck along with good evaluation. Nebraska needs more of that. And in terms of the offensive line and who they need for coaches, I don't think that's as hard as it, as it maybe made out to be. I think there are a lot of good guys out there who could come here and be very successful offensive line coach. One of them may be Dom Rayola. Maybe eventually, or Maybe eventually he becomes a very good offensive line coach. Right now he is kind of learning on the job. I think based off of the little time I knew him with the Nighthawks, I think he'll be a good recruiter, right? So you combine, if he could be a good recruiter and then develop into the job, maybe he is your future offensive line coach. I don't know. Right now, he's stuck with a bunch of guys who have not played well throughout their career, but are playing a little bit better now, which is kind of interesting. Turner Corcoran's struggling, but he's injured. Ben Hart's played better. Piper's played better. It's, it's interesting. Is this because... Rayola's coaching better, or are they just playing better because they're getting more reps? I don't know. It, you haven't had the starting, same starting five much of the season, so it's hard to determine how good the offensive line could be. All I know is you find the right head coach who's got experience. He has those tributaries from his river that he knows. He brings those guys in as assistants, and then they recruit to what they have here and what system they play here. If they do that, it's a proven formula. You look at Illinois, it's exactly what Bert's doing there. Exactly what he's doing. He knows what he wants to do. He's recruiting to that. And he's in an area that's got a lot of talent that's kind of been unmined for a little while. Before we take a break, we'll go to Gary, joins us here, four zero two nine five one sixteen twenty. Good morning, Gary. How are you doing? Good morning, Mike. Welcome back. Enjoy you on Big Red Wrap Up and on Sunday mornings. Thanks, man. Um with all the you know, things we're saying about coaches and talent and I've always been concerned with our, weight, our strength and conditioning program. Does that kind of play into it? And what do you think about that? Say I'm sorry, you broke up a little bit, Gary. Can you ask? Oh. I heard strength and conditioning, but I didn't hear the word before that. Um, what do you, with all you know, the talent issues and, and technique issues and development that we're all watching and, and the lack of, does our strength and conditioning program need to be revamped a little bit? Because I seem to think we get so worn out by the third and fourth quarter and many years ago it was the other way around. What do you think about that? Gary, I appreciate the phone call. Let me let me appreciate. Let me say this. Duvall's system, that explosive edge stuff, is, is pretty proven to be successful um, at all levels. You know, we're talking little kids, high school kids, college kids for the most part. It's pretty successful. It's successful in terms of developing strength with a bar in a weight room. Functional strength, being able to have that same thing and translate to playing football isn't as easy. And I think at times we see some players whose functional strength, you see it developing. I think Caleb Tanner is a good example of a Husker Power success guy. Uh, you're talking long, lean, long arms. He's developed into a guy who is much stronger playing football than he was two years ago. I think that's successful. All of the stuff that Nat Hus- Nash Huttmacher does or Maker does in the weight room is great. How is his functional strength at the point of attack? It's okay. He is still young. I think he's only 19. So he's going to get stronger. He is also playing a position that might be the hardest position to play in all of football in terms of being a nose tackle. And I know he's not always lined up directly over the center, but that's still a really hard position to play, especially for a young guy. So we'll see what happens with him. But I think overall, Zach Duval and the system that they run, the explosive edge kind of system, I think works. And I think it's been proven that it works. I just don't know how far they are away here getting players that fit the system, guys who can develop in the Duvall weight room, and then being good on the field. The bottom line about all of this, in the end, is how good your quarterback is. We, we, we talk a lot about offensive line, and it's so important. You talk a lot about defensive line. Look at the Havoc numbers for Nebraska yesterday and what they failed to do in terms of disrupting Michigan's offense almost at all. All that's important. But if you don't have a functional, look at all those games yesterday and look at the teams that won and why they won. The majority of them had quarterbacks that didn't make mistakes and made some big plays. Even Purdue, as much as O'Connell throws, almost picks on a consistent basis. In the end, his ability is why they win that game, is why they upset Illinois, is because of what he can do and the throws he can make. You've got to find that guy. And I don't know if he's on the roster right now, but you've got to find that guy. Certainly you've got to find more offensive linemen and more defensive linemen. You've got to go in the portal and all that. But that quarterback, he better be better than the other guy on the other side. If he is, you've got a great chance to win. We'll take a break. More on where Nebraska is in terms of that coaching search. We'll get to some of your questions as well on Twitter and on social media. We'll do that. We come back here on Severe Reaction on 1620 The Zone.